You're listening to a podcast of the SFM PSL Segunjalu Show. SFM Sports Rap. Six thirty on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Thank you, Sigim Kavideli. Back again with uh, MoneyWeb tomorrow between uh, six and six thirty. But right now, it's the start of a brand new week. It is also the start of uh, Sports Wrap. Indeed, it is the PSL Radio Show Segunjalo, where we focus on various aspects of the PSL, and we're going to be focusing on transfers today. Of course, we're uh, into the swing of the transfer window, and the new season in the PSL is just around the corner. We'll talk about Free State Stars new signings. We'll talk about the uh, new striker Abdul Fiston with Mamalodi Sundowns. We're also going to be chatting to the uh, new striker for the University of Pretoria. Of course, bear in mind, uh, Massa has gone to Celtic, so losing out on some experience up front, but they've gained some experience with a man who was top goal scorer for Pirates in the 2013-2014 season, Lennox Patrela. We'll catch up with him. We'll also talk to a very knowledgeable Neil Gregg on uh, some of the transfers that have gone down, but I think the leading story for many is the result by Orlando Pirates. Pirates in, uh, wow, CAF Confederation Cup. They beat Svaxin 1-0 in Tunisia. What a result that was. Huge victory. They're second in their four-team group behind Zamalek, but they're five points clear of both Svaxin and AC Leopards, which means they're still well on course at the halfway stage of this uh, mini-league phase to actually go on and make the semi-finals of this competition. The bad news, of course, is that uh, as things stand in Group A, Al-Ahli is really on top of that group, which means that if Orlando Pirates do finish second behind Zamalek, they'll be facing Al-Ahli in the semi-final. That said, let's get straight into your sports news before discussing all things PSL in the half hour ahead. Football news, uh, Kaiser Chiefs ex-goalkeeper Itumalankure has reportedly turned down the opportunity to play in Denmark. Now, according to Soccer Laduma, the 28-year-old has opted to remain in South Africa despite strong interest from an unknown Danish club. Last week, reports emerged that Kure was spotted at Chiefs training ground as talks between the goalkeeper and the Mutongs continue. In the same week, reports suggested that if uh, Chiefs do manage to get Kure back to Naturina, it would cost the Soweto Giants around 7.8 million rand a year. Staying with Danish clubs, Bronby has chosen not to release South African midfielder Lebohan Piri for the national under-23 team's Olympic qualifier against Zimbabwe on Saturday. Piri was in addition to Owen de Gama's side for the second leg of the Rio 2016 qualifiers as South Africa looked to finish the job, having drawn 1-0 in Harare earlier this month. Piri's club rejected the call as it's not on a FIFA date and Bronby has a league game scheduled. Meanwhile, Robert Ngambi says he's staying put at Platinum Stars and is already working on getting a new work permit. The Malawian midfielder, who qualifies for a South African permanent residence permit that uh, will allow him to be registered as a non-foreigner, has been a stand-up performer at uh, De Quen over the past four years, scoring 29 goals and 103 starts. The 28-year-old has, however, started the process of acquiring his permanent residency, but it's only likely to be issued in time for him to start using it at the uh, beginning of the 2016-2017 season. Cricket News, South Africa will play a four-test match series in India for the first time as part of their longest ever tour to the subcontinent later this year. The Proteas will also play five one-day internationals and three T20 matches between October the 2nd and December the 7th in what's been described as a landmark tour by Cricket South Africa. Ebi de Villiers is set to play his 100th test in Bangalore then, a city which he represents in the Indian Premier League T20. South Africa has drawn their previous two-test series in India, the last in 2010, but did claim a 2-0 series win in 2000. 
Rugby News, Australian flanker Michael Hooper has been cited for alleged foul play in the win against Argentina, putting him in doubt for the rugby championship title decider against New Zealand next month. The former captain who came off the bench in Mendoza was booked for striking Bumas fly of Nicolas Sanchez in the second half of their 34-9 win on Saturday. The hearing has been set for Wednesday. And finally, the LaRue brothers gave South Africa the edge as they beat Argentina 10-6 in their opening game of Group C in the men's water polo tournament at the 2015 World Aquatics Championships in Kazan, Russia. Etienne LaRue and his brother Pia scored three goals each in a match the South Africans controlled from the start, scoring the first four goals of the game, leading 6-1 ahead after the first period. South Africa next play Hungary on Wednesday. That's your sports news. FM 104 to 107 now. This is the time of the year, but of course transfers are uh, all the talk and all the rage indeed. So let's catch up with uh, AfricanFootball.com editor Neil Gregg. Uh, Neil, thank you for joining us. Uh, good evening. Yeah, good evening, Dwayne, and all the listeners, all the football fans out there. Um, good to talk to you guys again. Neil, if I could just uh, start off by saying, before we talk about players, I mean, for the first time that I can remember, Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns, uh, Supersport, uh, Bidvestvitz, all the sort of top five clubs have got local coaches. Kumpela, Tinkler and uh, Musimani in charge of uh, Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns, uh, Gavin and Gordon at uh, Wits and Supersport United. I mean, it's it's certainly exciting to many, but how good is it for South African football? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an interesting scenario. You have more and more players staying at home and less going over to Europe. Uh, we have, you know, we have less players in, in, in Europe than we've had in the past. That's certainly in the top five or six leagues in, in Europe. And so, much as we're keeping our talent at home, we, we're also mixing our South African talent with uh, up-and-coming South African coaches. Roger Dussard probably included in that as well with Ajax. And so you definitely are seeing a trend of um, the, the local coaches growing with the game, which I think is something everybody wanted to see. And uh, I think it is good to see. And if a foreign coach comes over here, he must be exceptional, just like a player. If you sign a foreign player, he must be a whole lot better than what we have here. And I think with Stuart Baxter and Kaiser Chiefs, uh, he certainly showed that he was better than what we had here on a coaching level. And uh, he was able to do the business with Chiefs and actually move the club forward and take them into a whole new bracket or a whole new realm. And so it's good to see him. And rather, rather that type of foreign coach um, than, than one that just you know goes around the same clubs you know, season after season and doesn't really add much value. Um, rather, I'd like to see South African coaches um, getting those jobs instead. Fair enough. But let's talk about uh, some of the transfers of the players. Chipper United, wow, they have been extraordinarily busy. They could uh, have one and, in, one and a half new teams already just for their new signings. Yeah, it's crazy to think. I mean, there's been a lot of changes, not only the playing, but the coaching staff last season as well. And um, I just hope there is some consistency so we can see the team, you know, finding their feet and getting an understanding of who's who in the park and uh, you know, there's an opportunity for the team in, in Port Elizabeth and based there to to really bring um, a strong support base. So you would like to see them settle, uh, finalise their coach. Hopefully the coach uh, will be the man in charge for a while to work with these players so that they can build something of a family. Now, if you look at uh, a successor, Jeremy Brockie, uh, you've got to talk about New Zealanders. There's going to be at least four of them playing in the Amsterdam Premiership next season. What do you make of the, the moves by Supersport United to bring in Boxall and then, of course, uh, the signings by Wits and Tux, uh, not to mention the Australasian quota growing with Chernaka, the uh, the Australian moving to Supersport United as well? 
it is interesting. I mean, you've got to you've got to look at the qualities that um, Rocky brings. It's something that uh, we've lacked in this country for a while. He's an out-and-out goal scorer, a real sniffer in front of goal, who will take the half chances and really make a nuisance of himself. And we needed those kind of players, and he um, did the business. He really added that to Supersport last season. The question is, um, you know, do we need uh, those kind of players in other positions where perhaps uh, we, we do produce players? You know, definitely South Africa always produces wingers, um, skillful players with pace. Um, we don't really need to find the type of players that we produce a lot of in the country, but certainly um, strikers and certainly centre-backs are players that we often uh, do bring in from foreign countries. So it will be interesting to see, for me, how those guys perform. Um, if they are forwards and if they are centre-backs, you know, other than that, I don't think we really have a lack of local players. Um, so good to see teams trying it out. Yeah, fair enough. If you, if you look across the board, though, with the remainder of uh, the teams, that some of them are uh, busier than others, but uh, not too many making the Chipper United-type signings. But what are some of the most prominent and, and key signings of this transfer window so far, Neil? Well, I think you've got to, you've got to look at um, Kaiser Chiefs bringing in Compella um, after Stuart Baxter. I mean, it's a big test for Steve Compella. And obviously, there's a few players that have moved, have moved on from Chiefs. There's one in particular that I'm very happy to see come back home, and that's Sianda Tulu, um, centre-back. He was in Russia. And Sianda, obviously, is a, is a huge talent, still a young player. And I think him and Daniel Cardoso could do well as a centre-back pairing. And um, even though there's a lot of pressure for them at Chiefs, they'll definitely be players to watch. Um, I think with Ajax with Cape Town have made an interesting signing bringing Gamovin back. I think he's a very underrated midfielder, Rezeh Gamovin, and someone to definitely keep an eye on. And uh, we just hope, with Sundowns, it's very easy to know, but Keegan Dolly as a player, we still want to see the best of, even in the national team. So how Dolly performs at Sundowns is going to be an interesting one to see how he gets on with uh, with his future. When you look and ahead... I think it was a player... Yes? No, no, carry on. Also, just a, a player like Bongi and Tuli, he did so well at Amazulu on the other end of the table, helping them in that um, very difficult relegation battle. To see him still stay now in the top flight with the Platinum Stars, I think it would be an interesting setup at Platinum Stars this season, gaining a player like Ntuli. Now, when you look ahead, uh, Neil, prospective big signings, there's uh, a couple that are still being bandied about, and of course some are without names, others are with names. Uh, what's still in the pipeline, do you believe, before this transfer window closes? Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, you've got to look at um, some of the players who really need to find a club, you know. I think the, the likes of um, Bidbeth Bits are quite settled now with Dane Clayton and Palembe coming in. Another two players to keep an eye on. But I know that Bits uh, are looking for to compete, you know, they need, they want to compete and push on and try and challenge for the title. So they're looking for a striker and um, possibly even a centre back. So you never, you know, Tetsu Mashamaiti could still be in the PSL. He could still come back. Bidvest Wits might be one of those teams that look to take him. As I said, I think he'll be a huge catch at centre back for any team. Um, so keep an eye on that one. But I think you've got to you've got to ask yourself about a guy like Wayne Sandilin, sitting third choice goalkeeper at Sundowns. Will he get out of there? Will he not? It would be great to see him back, uh, first-choice goalkeeper somewhere in the PSL. <coughs> Excuse me, it would be wonderful to see him back on the field. Um, another one who seems to have fallen away is Tabo uh, Kalinga from, uh, from Aces. Aces to Pirates, much fanfare, loads of excitement. We've not seen him. Now, Raquel is doing the business for Pirates uh, in the same position out wide, and, and where's Tabo? 
So love is to see what happens to Tabo. Does he get another club? Does he stay at Paris? But certainly these are the kinds of players that we want to see playing week in and week out. Some interesting questions posed. But Neil Gregg, thank you very much for your insights and opinions tonight. Hey, great any time, and uh, we look forward to more and more chances. CFL Radio Show. Yes, if they were to 4107 now, let's talk about uh, striking departments. Strikers uh, notable, of course, because they're generally the ones that are scoring the uh, vital goals, the spectacular moments in a game. And one of the strikers who was certainly much spoken about over the last couple of seasons was Lennox Bacrella at Orlando Pirates. And uh, he's officially joined the University of Pretoria on a two-year deal, and I'm glad to say he's on the line. Lennox, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, hello, and congratulations on the move. No, thanks, Graham. Thanks for meeting us. Now, how big of an, of an adjustment is it going to be playing for Amatux as opposed to, to Orlando Pirates? Uh, it's, it's, it's obviously going to be a big adjustment. Uh, uh, everyone knows uh, the, the, the stature of the two teams and, and obviously, you know, there are certain expectations that comes uh, when you play for Pirates and, and you know, it's and, 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 and pressure, obviously. So it's, it's going to be a big adjustment. Uh, but it's something that I've thought about, and you know, and I, and I saw fit for me at the time, you know, to to take the step and, and join Tux. Yeah, because you you certainly had uh, many options available to you, but you you also come to a club with many young players. Do you see yourself being uh, as much a mentor as a teammate at the club, perhaps? Yeah, I think it's it's more of that. I think uh, you know, it reminds me of my time at at, at Celtics, uh, you know. Uh, where you have a lot of youngsters around you who have the potential, you know, and who will be willing to to learn and, and and you know and 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 work with you. So it was something that I thought about very well, and hence I decided this was the opportunity for me. Now I know football is sometimes treated solely as a business, but what did you tell yourself when Orlando Pirates handed you your clearance three weeks ago? What was going through your mind? No, nothing. I think. Um, Going to the fact that me being handed my clearance, it was purely something that a decision that I took and then approached the coach. And, you know, everything a professional and a gentleman, I spoke to him and I told him, listen, uh, I think my time at the club, you know, uh, it was time, it, my time at the club is expired and I'd like to, you know, go, 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 go somewhere else. He obviously told me, uh, he still has me in his plans and I said to him, listen, I understand, but I feel now it's time for me to move on. And, you know, just play somewhere else where, you know, and give the youngsters and pirates a chance to, to obviously do well for the team. And, and then he said, okay, you know, we'll have a conversation with the chairman. And I obviously went to the had a conversation with the chairman. And fortunately for me, he dealt, he dealt it in a parent way. And, and I was happy when he told me, okay, when we got to an arrangement, when you go to an agreement that you, Fair enough. Look, the University of Pretoria, I mean, they've, they've got an age-old slogan that goes, ticks off nooks, which I suppose is literally, uh, you know, ticks or nothing. Is that the sort of attitude yeah. you bring to the club? Yeah, I think the main thing, the main focus for me right now is to try and obviously uh, show the boys they, that, you know, regardless of what team you're playing for, uh, you, you, you have the, you know, winning is, you, winning is possible. I think right now, they need to instill that, me- that that mentality of knowing like listen we 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 might be tough, we might be a so-called small team, but we can challenge 
for honest as well. We can challenge for cups, you know. You know, give yourself that opportunity to experience playing in a cup final, you know. So it's something that I want to try and instill in, in, in the players. Now, obviously, when it, when you come to uh, moves around, uh, people are going to be asking questions about your fitness. People are going to be asking questions about your mental health. Overall, though, uh, your your first few training sessions with the University of Pretoria, how do you judge your fitness levels at the moment, and uh, how's your preseason been individually? I think if anything else, I knew the break. Remember, I stopped training. Uh, <laughs> I never went. I never went on a break like the other guys. So. We only had 10 days back in it. So at the time I joined, I was still training at Pirates. It wasn't a matter of that I wasn't training at Pirates. You know, like I said, it was a long process for me to get my clearance. And at the time, I was still part of the team. There was still uh, games to be played. And, you know, and in the last hour, I, mean, I said to Eric, no, listen, I mean, I really would like to move on. And I think by the time you guys are able to register certain players for, for, for CAF, you know, so still training. So it wasn't a matter of I was... I was at home and I was training. So yeah. fitness-wise was never a problem for me. Yeah, because you started ahead of uh, uh, Majoro and uh, in place of uh, Gabuza for the AC Leopards game, the uh, CAF Confederation. Yeah, yeah, so Cup, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. So that's what that's what I'm saying. For me, it was never made of you know, of, of, of fitness. But, uh, I played, I played, I played in a game. Just maybe three weeks before joining, and I still trained with the team when they got back. Obviously, you know, still training when we were preparing for, for, for the next game. Yeah. You, you might not be overly sentimental necessarily about uh, Orlando Pirates. I mean, obviously, you, you, you're very smart the way you think about your career, but uh, you, you're obviously watching Pirates closely. And, but do you believe, given your intimate knowledge of the team, of the players, uh, that they can go on and win this CAF Confederation Cup? I definitely do feel that they could. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we've... The experience that we gained in the previous uh, previous run in, in, in the Champions League, you know, has, has also not just taught the guys uh, how how the opposition from 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 you know the other countries in Africa plays, also in how certain situ how to deal with certain situations. For instance, the last you know the last trip to Congo, it wasn't a very easy trip to Congo, but we dealt in, we dealt it in a you know we, we had the experience before. And, you know, if it was our first time, we probably would have, you know, we would have made excuses about certain a lot of things. But we got there, you know, dealt with the accommodation, the food, everything, and we came back with a win. So I think right now they have the core, the core of the, of the last campaign, I think, is, is crucial for them to, to winning this, 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 the, the Confederation Cup, and I think they can do it. Fair enough. Well, Lennox, don't think that anybody's forgotten you a top uh, pirate scorer back 2013-2014 season, but we certainly wish you all the best of luck at uh, University of Pretoria. Thank you, Dan. PSL Radio Show. Let's continue on the note of the uh, new signees, and let's talk about Free State Stars. Coach Kinnapiri believing his team's preparations for the 2015-2016 APSA Premiership season have gone well so far. Now, the last of Stars' friendly matches took place in Lesotho, where they're engaged, uh, where they engaged Bantu FC, Matlama, and Dipoko. Uh, Stars played against all three teams, winning three and losing one. A one loss against Matlama on Saturday afternoon. Peter, though, is content with a showing by his charges. Just two weeks before the start of the PSL season, Stars will face Black Aces on the 8th of August at the Goebel Park Stadium. We went to, to the show to, to play uh, four games. So the four games were, divi- were, were divided into 1-1-1. We 
two games on Saturday and two games on on, on Sunday. Uh, actually, it was not a, a tournament as such because we were invited by Bantu, Bantu Football Club, which is, I think, the, the champions of that uh, uh, country. So on Saturday, we played the Bantu, and the, our team was divided into two as well because we are trying to look into a team that we, to make a team that is going to participate uh, to, to play on on the eighth in the opening game. So the first game we played Bantu because Bantu was the champions and was the strongest team there, and they, they played against our first eleven, the one which we we we, we, we said this is, might be a possible first eleven. So that game we won uh, uh, two one on Saturday, and the, the second team that we played against the uh, Matrama. It was a team of composed of uh, uh, new players, mostly new players, with one or two maybe old players, but not first team players, which they played uh, in, uh, in the afternoon and they, they lost one day. Then on Sunday, we still played uh, Bantu again, because the Bantu is the one which invited us, they wanted us to play two games. So we played another Bantu team also. The same team, uh, uh, strong team uh, with his other players that are playing in the national team mostly. Piri says that the pre-season games gave both his players and technical team a lot of mileage in terms of readying themselves for the season kickoff. He says they've managed to analyse a host of playing aspects when it comes to assessing player fitness levels, mental readiness and combinations. The Stars mentor is adamant the team has started gelling very well. Uh, this trend is interesting to have really helped our team because, we, you know, we, we, we have been in camp for a long time and we have not been playing a lot of friendly games. So with these uh, four friendly games, now we, we have also seen uh, the players that are really capable from both teams, the second team and the, the first level. We have seen uh, that the, most of the players are fit, very fit, and the, the way they, they played as a unit, uh, especially the first team, uh, played as a unit and they played very well and they scored good goals. Peter sounds ecstatic talking about how his players have been performing, especially in friendly matches so far. The team is getting very well from defense, defense uh, from goalkeeping, goalkeeping, uh, defenders and midfield. Uh, even up front, the combination of Drogba, Drogba and uh, uh, another boy, a new boy who is called Stepo, uh, is very good. He scored, I think, two goals in this tournament. And uh, also uh, Ngasa, you know, the, the boy from Tanzania. He also played very well. He scored one of the goals. And then uh, also we, we had another another player, a midfielder, another midfielder, Sam uh, Striker, who also played played very well. Uh, uh, Fabri also played quite well. And also we had another midfielder called Sheikh, uh, also played very well. This, this, the, 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 the team there is getting very well, especially when going forward. We are going forward very well as compared to last season when we were a bit struggling in certain positions when it came to going forward. Peter, though, is happy with the new signings, though he feels some need polishing here and there. I'm satisfied. As a technical team, we are all satisfied. And the, even some of the officials who went there, they are satisfied with some of the players. But some, there are some who still need a bit of coaching and the, you know, motivation. Because some of them, one or two players did not perform very well. But uh, the majority of the players uh, did, did perform very well.
Well, from a team that has made a few signings to one that's made only one signing. Mamaluri Sundowns have only brought in Burundian striker Abdul Fiston ahead of the 2015-2016 season. Now, Fiston has been joined by players like Mukhaguluri Ngele and Keegan Dolly, but they were loaned out to Platinum Stars and Ajax for last season. Sundowns technical manager Mike Dombela says these players are already strutting their talent in the team, and that shows an excellent start for them, especially Dolly, who's quite strong at the moment. Yeah, yeah, all of them are joining. We've got about three now. Only three. I think Keegan Doll is going to come up. He's quite strong. He's quite strong. I think he is. He's very. He's a very confident ball. He's going to. I think he's going to be quite strong. So is Nyele and uh, and uh, and and, and Fiston. They look well, but the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Dombella says Fiston is a good striker, and together with Cuthbert Malajila, they make a great combination. Well, he looks, he looks, uh, he's adjusted because he came for a, for a, for about three weeks before, so he's, he's not new to the setup. So he's a, he's a tough one, a tough one. But he's going to be, he's different from Malajila, but, but different. They will complement each other if they should the coach wants to. play with the players we had last year, but now except only Kutwes is gone. Domela says with coach Pizzo Musimani at the team for some time now, it's proving advantageous because it gives the team a solid structure. Well, yeah, it is. It's an advantage uh, from, from that to your players have been there for some time. But you've got others which have come through as well. Has got those leadership qualities. Leadership qualities, you can just detect them. It takes you not more than five minutes. Okay. And that concludes some of the great transfer news of what's been happening with uh, a few of the clubs here and there. We'll continue to bring you news as it breaks in the days ahead. SFM 104 to 107. If you uh, enjoy a little bit of television action, I could tell you to uh, check out SABC 1, 9 to 10 p.m. tonight, uh, Soccer Zone, where, of course, uh, one of the big announcements is going to be made. We have got the two champion coaches that will be announced for the Carling Black Label Cup. And it's exciting times, particularly off the back of Orlando Pirates' success away from home last night in the CAF Confederation Cup. We've got uh, the presenter of Soccer Zone, Andile Ngube, on the line. Andile, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me on such a momentous day. I mean, how big is it? Orlando Pirates winning away in Tunisia. And of course, after millions of votes and thousands of South Africans trying to be, you know, the champ, trying to do the one thing that, you know, they might have wanted to do in their youth and wear the cheese or Orlando Pirates and get in the deck out and be able to tell these stars exactly what to do as coaches. It all comes and culminates tonight on Circle Zone at 9 o'clock where we announce the two coaches that will be with Kansas Chiefs, that will be with the London Pirates in the change room, in the dugout, as well as on game day. I tell you what, it's hugely exciting because I, I had the opportunity, of course, uh, to, to work with a couple of the prospective champion coaches over the weekend. And I tell you, there's a dart of talent out there. And the Orlando Pirates coach, it was so close in the voting. The top four, were barely, uh, we were barely able to separate them. So I cannot wait for this announcement. But uh, no doubt you're going to make a, a nice big tease up to the moment and then, of course, surprise us all with this announcement. We are indeed. I mean, I must say, I'm surprised every year at the amount of South Africans that uh, get in there and do the voting and get into the competition. I mean, this time around, it was so hard. They had exams that they had to write. They had so much to qualify to be, you know, in the last four or the last five. For them, 
to be here at this moment, it's a really big thing for any fan to be a part of your team on the biggest game on the continent in the Soweto Derby and you in charge. One lucky person tonight finds out their fate. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Of course, we're going to be teasing it through the line. We're going to be giving that one person a call. They're sitting at home with their family, and all of them are hoping their phone rings. And, of course, discussing the Orlando Pirates' success in Tunisia, that is still got many South Africans hugely excited. I mean, Dwayne, you and I did the game yesterday. I was anchoring. You were in my ear as you were going on commentating that game. It was a big win for Orlando Pirates. And a lot of people say, you know what, a lot of missed chances could have been a bigger win than what it was. But we need to explain to people how the group stages work in Cap Confederations. What does it mean to be where we are and what we need to qualify? So what's going to happen moving on? All those details will be ironed out tonight on Soccer Zone. Mini Tamini joins me reading your tweets that you can send to at Soccer Zone, SABC. As well, of course, as Mr. Nandi, who I'm sure will be going on about Rahale's performance and that amazing goal he scored. You want to see that a couple of times over and over. Why not see it tonight on Soccer Zone? Oh, absolutely. Spion Konza and his comments that just uh, seem to light up everyone's life. He certainly gets the discussion going, Spion Konza. But, uh, Andile Ngobe, thank you very much for your time and uh, enjoy the show this evening with that momentous announcement. Thank you so much, Dwayne. And I urge everybody to join me at 9 o'clock, SABC1. I think Andy actually touched on uh, something quite critical there. It's uh, talking about uh, classifying and clarifying Orlando Pirates. The fact that they are playing in the group stages, and group stages are effectively a mini-league phase, bear in mind. They're against three other teams in a group, so there's no concerns about a home-and-away tie and whether or not Pirates are scoring away goals. It's simply about gaining the result. It's about winning the match, getting the three points. If you draw, it's one point. And then that accumulation of points at the end of it is ultimately going to be tallied up and decides whether or not you advance. So that is the big story about the uh, CAF Confederation Cup in the group stages where Pirates are. It's not about home and away draws anymore. There's no home and away tie to advance to the next round. It's about collecting points in the group stage against three other teams in the group. And also just to clarify then, the winning coaches are going to be announced on Soccer Zone tonight uh, for this uh, Carling Black Label Be The Coach competition. They're going to be announced on Soccer Zone tonight, so we'll find out who they are. Two lucky men will get a surprise phone call. But the teams are actually then going to be announced by the winning coaches that will be announced tonight those teams, they will read out who the starting teams for Chiefs and Pirates will be uh, for the Carling Black Label Cup on Saturday when they appear on Sport at 10 this coming Thursday well uh, that's all we've got time for tonight and Lady Maleo is going to be up next after the news with the talk shop, you can uh, catch more sport with Janet Whitten on Love tomorrow morning and join Brad Brown of course tomorrow 6.30 to 7 for uh, even more coverage on SFM Sports Wrap I'll be back on Thursday but from the uh, PSL radio show, Sigun Jalu team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty who uh, bang us all the great interviews that we've had tonight and indeed uh, me Dwayne DeLocker have a lovely evening I am going to try and find a nice evening to relax it's a Monday I need it that was a podcast of the SFM PSL Segunjalo show catch me Dwayne DeLocker every Monday and Thursday from 6.30 to 7pm